You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Just past the bottom of the hour on Real Presence Live on a finally Friday. And I'm here, Matt Wilkham, along with Peter and Teresa Martin. Peter, I work with here at the Pastoral Center in Winona for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. We're broadcasting from beautiful Winona. It's a gorgeous day. And uh, we all have kids here, Peter and Teresa, right? Yes, we do. You have many more than I do. <laughs> uh, and I want to give kudos to you for that. Thank um, you. We have three, but you guys have now eight. That's right. Eight. When, when we were first married, you know how uh, gung-ho you are, especially uh, you know, with, with your ideals. Uh, I, I remember having the conversation, how many children would you like to have? And I said, 12. <laughs> Cheap, cheaper by the dozen. And uh, considering the fact we have four in heaven, we've met there. that we're goal. Good. You Thanks. have. We Thanks. have 12 <laughs> children. We have four babies in heaven and, and eight uh, at home right now, they're all at this magical age, um, or this magical time where they're all about two years apart. So 15, 13, 11, 9, 7, 5, 3, three and, and 5, baby. almost, well, 5 months, almost 6 months. I was going to say, you need a rather large vehicle to haul around we all of those souls who are on this side of eternity. <laughs> yeah. It's a pity that we're on the radio. I would show the it's beast gorgeous. off. We just, we just picked up a 15 passenger. So Transit. Um, Medium roof. Yeah. You got they it. can stand up. <laughs> well, you got room for what? So 50 Right, right, right. <laughs> That's exactly what people think is, uh-oh, they're not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you guys, I don't, think, I don't think you are necessarily. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, well, uh, during, during this COVID time, uh, we've been at home a lot more with our kids as well. A lot of home time. Yes. But, uh, but you guys have done the home thing for a long time, specifically homeschooling. Yep. And uh, I think, Teresa, you've been chiefly in, in charge of that. I while think so. Peter has had to suffer with me, well, being, <laughs> uh, suffer my presence here at the, at the pastoral center. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, now, now, during these past few weeks, uh, we've all been home more, working from home. Right. And, yeah. uh, and so homeschooling has been more on, on our mind as well, uh, you know, certainly on my wife and I. And we've been thinking about it for a long time, and we've now decided to make the plunge, just yeah. with everything going on, all the all the restrictions uh, mm-hmm. at, at schools, uh, we just thought maybe this is the time to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, and our homeschooling um, journey has taken many turns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we started our oldest in kindergarten, and then after that, we pulled them for a few years. Then we found out we didn't just have one son with a rare disease, but three of them, and that was overwhelming, one of them being the four-month-old baby who had to get now nightly injections, and it was all a mess. So the next year, I sent him to school, (laughs) and then it was the local public school, and they didn't learn that much. So we, (laughs) I realized that ethically, I was bound to teach these kids more than uh, they were learning. So then the next year, we went back to... But I was fretting it because here's the difference and, and, and something I, I'm concerned with all the people who have to do school virtually because that's not really homeschool. You know, um, I tried to do school at home 
and tried to follow all the, you know, all the different classes and get it. But you can't do that. And especially when you have kids in all different grades, it, I was going crazy. I was totally stressed out. Um, and it wasn't until kind of after that, uh, we sent the kids to the little public school. After that, I realized I really did have to homeschool them and I was freaking out. And then I read this book called Homeschooling from Rest. Um, or Teaching from Rest, The Homeschooler's Guide to Unshakable Peace by Sarah McKenzie. And it really gives you, and I recommend it to anyone, and it really gives you this perspective of the holistic approach that homeschooling can be. And that you can teach three lessons in one thing. You can re- read one piece of literature, and from that you get spelling, you get grammar, you, you, you can talk about history, if it's that kind of a book. You can talk about ethics and morality and, and making right choices. So you can compound things and include things. And um, the boys and I, um, well, Therese is not old enough to um, be in school. So the boys and I, we also break in halfway through our morning and have morning time symposium where we do something totally different than any of their curriculums. That's us as a whole. And so this year we're going to do poetry together. And it's just something separate. And again, that was something that I learned from this. It changes your concept. So um, to do school at home, can be really stressful. Mm. But homeschooling can actually be very fruitful and very peaceful. Um, but again, so it, there's this weird balance that people are dealing with right now. Yes, they're at home more. Um, but are they really able to be free to do homeschooling? And if if it's a balance, I mean, honestly, I'm, I've been telling people if they're going to be doing virtual school, if they have the option, just switching to homeschool, that you're in control of that environment um, so much more would be um, more peaceful. But... Different personalities, you know. Yeah, I, I think also uh, another reason maybe to make that leap is that you're you're in complete control of all the material. Yeah. Uh, and you know, even uh, in a in a Catholic school, sometimes um, there's there's things that happen and Absolutely. that you you don't know exactly mm-hmm. what's coming down the pike, and so having I mean, there's so many resources out there. Mm-hmm. You've so got many. you've got Seton Home Studies. You've got uh, I know we're going to be using Mother of Divine Grace. We use a number of different things. Uh, Classical Academic Press, their um, tagline, which I think they also are the ones that uh, publish the Teaching from Rest book, but their tagline is uh, Classical Subjects Creatively Taught. I love them because they have DVDs. They do this this one program called Song School Latin, and the boys just love watching the little monkey videos <laughs> of this little monkey called Simon. And they incorporate like the Latin language into everyday language, like conversation. They you know replace or the Latin words so that gets in the kids' heads, um, and it's just so they they do a brilliant job of of making the classics fun and inviting and and interactive and when you have multimedia programs that you can choose from then i'm not always the teacher do you know what i mean they can watch the video they see the teacher and then i could be the mom helping them with their homework you know what i mean right Um, and that can get tricky when you're the teacher and then and then you're also trying to be the mom and you're kind of like which which hat am i wearing right now and they get tired of you too so it's good to choose the interactive we use uh, teaching textbooks which is an interactive math program that also grades their stuff um there's also um, Compass Classroom that has Visual Latin, which is this really entertaining guy. And, and, and this is like hardcore Latin, but he makes it fun and accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's – and then with Colby Academy, um, 
Mother Divine Grace. I mean, all these different programs, Angelicum Academy, we're also using because Gregory's doing an online great books course in high school. Oh, my word. The kid reads so much more than I think either Peter and I had read of the ancient Greeks last year, Mm. even in college. Mm -hmm. And then this year they're doing the um, ancient Romans. And it's just so so we don't follow one program. You know, we do this, you know, Mitch. Mix it up, but... Uh, right. So just one... What works for you. Yeah. And, and this is the fruit of many years of homeschooling. So for those of you that are just starting out, all of that may have just overwhelmed you. It's too early to start drinking. So instead, take a deep <laughs> breath and uh, recognize that we've come to this, you know, this, this myriad of resources after years of recognizing that this is not working. This curriculum does not work with this child because each of them are different. Thank you, God. Exactly. Um, and, and so we had to kind of manipulate each year. I say we. Teresa had to <laughs> do all the work. I'm considered the disciplinarian. Um, in principle. And so, so there are times that I do get called in. Uh, and, and You're the principal? Uh, yeah, recognizing that this child has not been doing his subject. Um, and so, yes, I, I do get to, to wear that hat. But um, Teresa does all the work. But, yeah, for those of you who are just starting out, go find a curriculum and stick with that for the first year. Because that's going to be probably more fruitful than you scratching your head and looking at 10 different curriculum. And yeah. keep it simple. That's really the core thing. Keep it simple. The point is, can you remember what you learned in second grade? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> if your children know how to think logically, know their mathematics, love the Lord, you're doing a good job. Yeah. And everybody's going to struggle this year with the pandemic and, and all the requirements and, and everything. I mean, honestly, these two years, the end of last year and this year moving forward, I think people who are in mainstream school, people who are homeschooled, I mean, everybody is going to look back at this year and be like, yeah, that was kind of a little bit of a wash. So you might as well dig your, you know, roll your sleeves up and dig in. Right. And and I think it's important to realize, too, that not everyone is called to homeschool. Not everyone has the ability to do that. And there's no shame in that. Absolutely. Uh, We we need strong Catholic schools. We need strong public schools as well, Uh, just culturally. um, You know, every child is different. You know, I think our, our youngest the child, even though we're going to be homeschooling our two older ones, our youngest child is still going to be going back to school, yeah. physical building this fall, because we feel that that's the best for him. Absolutely. Uh, and some parents don't even have that option, right? Because right. both parents need to work. So, right. so then, yeah. So that you know, you got to work with what you have. Right. But as far as people who are um, kind of being forced into the virtual learning, mm-hmm. the distance learning from mm-hmm. home, um, homeschooling might be an easier option. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Feel no shame. Uh, whatever you feel called to, that's what God's calling you to. There's, you know, Teresa and I, she shared with you the, the history of our, you know, sending kids to school, pulling them out. One year at a time. To, that's how we take it. Right. Because there were times when Teresa was working and there was no way she was going to homeschool. So the kids went to school that year. And there was another time when we had just transitioned to a new city. There's no way we were going to homeschool because we just, we hadn't even unpacked boxes. So they went to school that year. Every, you know, it's all up to the, you know, God's will. And, and if you are considering it and all of the kind of things are fall, falling into place, then it can be a wonderful blessing. But again, be at peace. That's number one. Number one. Don't, don't set your expectations so high that you damage your family relationship. 
Right, right. And we're speaking this morning on Real Presence Live with Peter and Teresa Martin about homeschooling. If you've been thinking about taking that plunge, <laughs> now is the great time to do that. Um, I know the pandemic has been the catalyst for so many things that people have been thinking about doing uh, up until now. It's This is the extra little push that got them over over the edge. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not a cliff that they'll right. fall on. It's, you know, it's just maybe maybe onto that bridge. Onto the, it will take them to that the uh, that uh, that new realm, yeah. um, and we're going to be speaking more a little bit about homeschooling here with Peter and Teresa Martin. Get down into the nitty gritty, the nuts and bolts of specific subjects, and, and why homeschoolers perhaps tend toward those subjects more more than others uh, in a, in a, in, a, in this day and age. Uh, so if uh, you're listening, if well, if you're prepared to talk about that, I. I'd, lo- I'd love to hear about you know, your theory about Latin and, and whatnot. So, Absolutely. Um, you're listening to Real Presence Live. There's more on the other side. Stay tuned. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Real Presence Live, congratulations, you've made it to Friday. (laughs) I'm Matt Wilkham along with Peter and Teresa Martin. We're speaking this morning about homeschooling. And I just want to congratulate you guys on many years of successful homeschooling, it seems like. For those of us who are just getting into that, dipping our toe in that, in that pool, 
uh, like my family. Uh, this has been a, a great conversation, uh, just a great encouragement, knowing that, that some of the things that we thought homeschool was, that those myths have been debunked. Uh, it's, not, it's not as difficult or crazy as perhaps we had thought. And so uh, welcome back to the show, by the way. Thank, Thank you. you. And uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about certain subjects that homeschoolers tend to gravitate more towards. Like you mentioned, Teresa, the Latin. And why, why is Latin important? I mean, is, is, it, is it something that uh, is just kind of what everyone has always done? Or is it, is it, is it part of, a, I guess, a, a broader uh, theory of how to educate children? Well, there, there are several layers of reasoning. One, because it's the um, language, the official language of the Roman Catholic Church. And I want our boys to know that. Um, there was a point when we went back to homeschooling um, that God kind of impressed on me that I need you to do this because this is your minor, minor seminary here. At that point, we had only boys, right? And I was like, fine, you know. <laughs> um, so, the, you know, Latin is important. And also, you know, a lot of the, even the English language, definitely the Romance languages, have their roots in Latin. A lot of words, a lot of um, scientific words have Latin roots. So if you um, understand Latin, then you're going to be able to uh, more easily understand vocabulary and um, Greek as well. So we layer that in. I mean, one thing, so it's part of also what's really cool about learning Latin is when they start seeing the Latin grammar structure and the way that all these things kind Mm. of work, it's like English makes more sense to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it's, so, yeah, it's, it's very fascinating to watch their little brains be like, oh, that's why we do whatever in English, you know, because they can see mm-hmm. it in a different language. And it almost gives them a new, new perspective on it. Um, so, again, another reason to love Latin. Um, and, but these, these programs that we give them, I mean, are, are age appropriate. And so, basically, what I'm doing is trying to introduce the Latin language at an early age but what you're doing is you're you're layering and you're layering and you're layering so they they're exposed to it a little bit here and they love it and they sing songs about latin and you know all this stuff and they sing songs in the car and they sing salve salve you know Mm. all these things so anyway so they get all these layers and then when it comes to the high school program that high school program is assuming you don't know any latin Mm -hmm. and yet they do they already have these little kind of like baby layers you know that have been built up so then when they get to that they're better able to kind of acclimate to then to kind of like a real deal, you know, Latin class, high school Latin class. Um, and because they already had these little bits of formation. So you're just layering it on there. Yeah. Um, they're also going to start uh, the song school Greek this year too. So, yeah. and our older boys have done more advanced Greek. So yeah, again, it's just kind of the classics. It's, it's the roots of culture. And if you understand that and you understand how to, to, to reason and to lot logic through things you know i think a lot of times what's missing in schooling is the ability to reason <laughs> uh, yeah. and that's this. key that's we've, key yes we've seen the fruits yeah uh, the bad fruits of not being able to reason right Re- lately <laughs> past few months in our in our nation in our cu- culture yeah. people not realizing where we come from and yeah. so trying to just tear down whatever came before because well it must be bad well and we don't know how to argue so this is where sophistry comes in the sophists 
won their arguments by eloquent speech and by resorting to emotion. Have you heard that lately? <laughs> and so we also appreciate the, the fact that they can use their mind. One of the things that we learned early on, if, if you haven't uh, recognize this by now. Teresa and I are kind of theology nerds. Uh, she has a, a, a master's in theology. I have a license in theology, and we've studied together for many years, and it's been a huge blessing. One of the things we learned early on was that, that this this idea of what is, you know, speaking of philosophy, what is learning? What's the goal? And so for us, very early on, we're like, well, it's not just a matter of accumulating facts so that you can, you know, ace a, a standard exam. No, the goal is to heighten their desire to learn more. And, and to learn about the truth, the good, the beautiful. Right. In, in all of God's creation around us and in God himself. And how, true, many good, of us, how many of us went through school and at the end of the year were so happy to throw that textbook out? And, and it did the opposite of what we're meant to do. We're supposed to be excited we're supposed to say, wow, I learned a little bit. I want to learn more. Okay. And so that's our goal, is to, to get them excited. Because heaven forbid we, we come to a, a point where we say, yep, I know it all. And then they don't read anymore. Because that's, that's obviously false. There's think, always more to, to know. And I think we're doing a good job if, like some of our sons, when I say, all right, you have to give that textbook. We're going to put it on the shelf because someone says going to read it you know, in two years. Because they're two years apart, right? No, 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 no! I want to keep this one. <laughs> I mean, what if I need? What if I need to know something? I'm like Gregory. It'll be on the shelf, honey. You can go back and look at it. But right. the fact that he, not only he's not just happy to be done with it, like you said, that we're we're teaching them to learn and to love learning and to love learning the knowledge and the science and and even the math. Like, oh, okay, I can figure out these hard problems and it's a challenge, you know, to my brain and and to overcome that challenge and it becomes a puzzle to to unlock, you know. And I think it's a key to joy as well for a, a young man, a young woman to have this sense of awe, right? That Yeah. That that there's something when you wake up in the morning, there's something that I don't know that I'm going to learn today. This is exciting for children. And so that's what we're trying to in instill as well. We don't want them to come to the table in the morning and say, oh, not another day of school. <laughs> but instead to say, oh, good, today's Tuesday. I get to start with math. I get to start with Latin today, whatever Latin it is. monkey, they right. call it. <laughs> whatever, whatever it is that... Uh, Those are catchy songs, by the way. I've, they I've are, seen that book. So great. <laughs> yeah. And then we start with a, a, a prayer, the Ante Studium by St. Thomas Aquinas. I mean, so, and the boys decided that our school is called the Martin Aquinas Academy because they just loved St. Thomas so much. So, you know, I mean, it's just, you're also able to give them the faith, you know, to live it, to seep in it, to just live in this richness in, in, in your little house, you know, as you like are passing on this, this wealth of knowledge and faith. And yes, it's hard. Mm. And, and I do have to grade them. You know, there has to be some, you know, some... There's accountability there. Some kind of, yeah, exactly. Like, what are you actually learning here, you know? Um, but, you know, some some of our kids have um, some difficulties with their rare disease of the pen to paper. It, it really is a struggle. There's, I don't know, some something that they need to work on. But anyway, so then I'll do, you know, oral exams or something. And just make sure that they're learning the knowledge without having the grades be this kind of like overbearing factor, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, but really that the, the knowledge itself is the end goal.
Yeah, I, I think what you were saying before, but you're morally obligated to try to teach these kids when you realize that they're not learning what they should be in school. And that was the case with one of our kids recently saying, I, I'm, Dad, I'm not, I'm not really learning much at school. Well, at that point, I'm, I'm morally obligated to try to figure something out. And so that's why part of the reason that we're, we're going to give homeschooling a try. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that we've been doing lately is um, going to uh, a lot, traditional Latin mass in town here at, at the Basilica with some other homeschooling families. And my sons, who had never served Mass before, all of a sudden they're just gung-ho to go to church. Mm. Like, I've never seen them so excited (laughs) to go to Mass. And it's because they want to be up there, for one, serving. They also want to learn the Latin so they they can do the responses. And, I mean, my six-year-old, he used to be... So squirmy in the pew. Right. He's right. like, well, when is it going to be over? Constantly yeah. <laughs> asking me, constantly talking. I mean, a six-year-old up there serving yeah. an extraordinary form mass. Yeah. I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. It's beautiful. And, and it's forced me also to right, learn right. Latin too, because right. like, to remember the Latin that I learned in right. college, because right. I'm sitting there chanting all of these masses, doing a Misa Cantata. And I've, I'd had, before this, I'd never been to extraordinary form, maybe like maybe two or three times in my life. And so this has been of tremendous value for us as a family, just growing in our faith, but also a a confirmation that, yes, homeschooling is the route that we need to go. But again, homeschooling is not for everybody. No. But but for those who are interested in it, uh, just we have about a minute left here. Just some final thoughts from you, your experience homeschooling for many years. For somebody who's thinking about taking that plunge, what would you say to them? Just keep it simple. Keep it simple and keep it focused on the main things, you know, reading, math, your faith. <laughs> you and know. and for ahead. the father, if he's not going to be intimately involved in the, the day, then, then be there in the evening. Take, um, take some time to, to ask how did things go. And then also recognize that the day was very difficult. So your spouse might be very stressed because it's, Might need it's a break. difficult. <laughs> yeah. All of you who have a vocation as a teacher, you know this. Teaching is not easy. And teaching your own kids is, I would say, even harder. So, you know, your role as a father is to assist by um, encouragement. Encouragement, support. Absolutely. Give her a half-hour break before dinner. <laughs> yeah, that would be helpful. Great advice. Peter and Teresa Martin, thanks. Thanks so much for being on Real hey, Presence Live with us. thanks for having us. Yeah. Appreciate you. Pete, you're going to stay on with me. Up next, rosary. Such a powerful prayer. We're going to talk about that. Stay with us. <laughs> 